Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Coaching Call podcast. On this podcast, we'll cover various types of coaching by trainers in sports, martial arts, fitness, and business. We'll discuss each coach's methods to getting the most out of their respective athletes or clients and how they attempt to change the platform in which they coach. Join us on a fun adventure as we discuss unique coaching styles. We've all been coached before, in school, at work, or on a team. Your first coaches were your mom and dad who taught you how to communicate, tie your shoes, or play a simple game of catch. Coaching is a universal part of how we get others to get something done. Join your host, Raphael, and his guests on this unique journey in coaching. Hi, I'm Sifu Raphael, and this is the Coaching Call Podcast. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. This episode was made possible by listeners like you. If you enjoy my show, go ahead and buy me a cup of coffee. Make it a large. To donate, go to paypal.me slash Raphael. That's S-I-F-U-R-A-F-A-E-L. I'm trying to keep this podcast free of advertisements. Anything you can donate is greatly appreciated. Thank you. I really appreciate your support. My guest today is Beata Zanotska. Beata is a certified mindset life coach based in New York City. Beata, thank you so much for joining me on Coaching Call. How are you today? Oh, I'm wonderful. Thank you so much, Rafael. It's a pleasure to be here and it's an honor. Thank you so much for the invitation. I feel honored because I get to talk to you. You're such a wonderful person. Mm-hmm. You're full of energy. And, and that is so cool. Because when you think about life, life throws so many different challenges at us. And it's what we do with them that makes us who we are and how we treat other people. So let's get into, I want to know more about you. Tell me your background. Where were you born? What made you the amazing person you are today? Oh, thank you. Well, I was born in Poland many, many years ago. It was still a communist country. So my childhood was a little bit of, you know, black and white and gray Mm. uh, because of the mood in the country. And my dad wasn't in the army. So my and my mom was very religious. So we had this sort of emotional clash, you know, within the household I always saw it as a sort of a a downfall for me growing up. But now, from the perspective of time and from what I'm doing, this was the best situation to prepare me for life coaching. This was the moment when I learned how to tune into everybody's feelings and emotions and try to fix it (laughs) and try to be a part of what can I do with that and how can I make that happen? So it's, it's truly something I grew up with. And I trained to be a teacher in Poland. Um, I went through all the schooling too. I loved elementary school uh, kids. I Mm. wanted to work with them. And um, I went through all the schooling and then I had an opportunity to come to US Mm. and through Canada. So at the time, which was 89, 1989, my gosh, I can't even... I can't even count that many years anymore, but (laughs) (laughs) that was so exciting. And it it really looked like once in a lifetime opportunity. So 
I wanted to explore. I wanted to take my friend up on the offer of, of the invitation to Canada. So I took that. Nice. And then I also went to get an American visa, which was sort of like almost an impossible thing to do at the mm -hmm. time, being a single young woman with no attachments to come to the country whatsoever. Wow. But I think I charmed <laughs> enough. <laughs> That's always good. <laughs> the officer at the, at the uh, consulate and uh, embassy. So I was lucky enough to have both visas. I flew to Toronto. I spent a long, beautiful weekend there. And I came to New York almost right after that. And life started. And like you say, life is not always easy. Mm. When you come to the strange country from a completely different setting, politically, socially, culturally, into, into the United States of America, right. <laughs> with very, very little English at that point, And have and being at you know just finishing up, not even getting yet my my full degree in teaching, it was almost impossible to teach in here, right? right so right. I had to start somewhere, and you know you start from the bottom up. So I did everything. I did telemarketing, I did cleaning, I did all kinds of things, and I realized that's not that's not what I want to do in life. That is right. not how I want to survive. <laughs> this is not, this is not life. This is survival. Mm -hmm. I'm in a survival mode, but then I was lucky enough to, I got married in the meantime. Uh -huh. And then I, I was lucky enough to have a wonderful job, which was down in Charlottesville, Virginia with my ex now ex-husband, mm -hmm. I have to say. Um, but we were together there for about uh, seven years And the job was just managing an estate, a beautiful, gorgeous estate, which is a conference center for the co for company. Mm. And I've, um, I was so lucky to, met, to meet incredible people, people on very high level of social circles in this country, all over the world, basically. The, cli the clients are, 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 you know, groups of people were coming for conferences and, and retreat. There was a, a golf course and a tennis courts and... and Pool and it was just located in the gorgeous rolling hills of Virginia mm. country. So right. it was like it was a it was a place to come to enjoy. Mm. And you know, if you wanted to work, there was a paradise. Right. So I was in charge of that, and and that was uh, that was a wonderful job to have coming mm -hmm. um, like coming to the country. And then it sort of came uh, went from there, and then that ended because the company had dissolved and sold. So that job had ended. And then I went through all series of, you know, ent entrepreneurships and working for highest level of this, this society for the billionaires, multimillionaires for many, many years as a sort of organizational, administrational and, you know, man managerial roles, all mm. kinds of different roles. And I've realized all throughout that time still, you know, it's, it's much better. You know, I feel better about that life, but it's still not fulfilling me mm. i'm still giving my time to somebody else's life fulfillment but i'm not getting my own gotcha. and i've always had in the back of my head i've always had this nagging it's not it have to try again yeah. we have to keep looking yes. we have to keep doing we have to keep searching we have to keep growing and life throws challenges at you right so we there was the divorce happened and i had to be on my own again and during this process is the moment of growth. Every step along the way is a chance to become someone yet better or bigger or 
more knowledgeable in life or more open to things that are coming at you. And you really learn life as you go. And I've always been very open to learning and to taking and to, I've I've never been a fighter against, and I've never been a person that would sit at home and cry my eyes out forever, seeing no hope Mm. and just live in that space for the rest of my life. We all have those moments. There is no doubt. (laughs) There is always a low. There is always a low. But as you said in the very beginning, it's an energy. It is. Energy. Life is energy. And we need to see that it's an ebb and flow. We are up and we are down. And we are up and we are down. And that's okay. And that's how we learn. And that's how we grow. If we don't go through hardships, we don't understand what bliss means. Right. If we don't experience bliss, we can't understand what a hard time is. But when we can be in both polar sort of polar points right. of life, of that energy, we can see what, what we feel like in each one of them and what fits and what doesn't and what we need to do to get out of certain state, get into some state. And, and it's growth. And it's progress and the energy keeps going and you find people that you attract and, and they attract you. Right. right? And, and you find, and you find yourself in the middle of situations that you'd never thought would be possible. Right. Like I was so determined that I need to do something else in life. I went, the job in Virginia required about six or eight interviews. We had to go through very strict background checks and interview on interviews on many, many levels, because we were really in the backyard of billionaires. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So having that access, like we needed, and I still was working on my English. Uh, right. <laughs> I still had only, I, I had few skills that I could prove immediately that I have. And the rest of them, I needed to convince people that I am able to do it. Right. <laughs> so I was so determined and going from a no job whatsoever to having a job that was really sort of in a prestigious place for prestigious people, I've, you know, I, that's when I found out I have, I have power. This body, <laughs> this mind yes. has the power to do things <laughs> mm-hmm. that seemed impossible right. and make them possible. So now in the last year with the COVID, And, you know, I am very, very sad and I'm very compassionate with all the people that had been through the sickness and lost family members and lost friends and right. And it's it's a it's a horrible time for so many people. And I so um, empathize with everyone. But then again, on the other end of the spectrum, all of us that had to sit at home and sort of wait through the time had a chance to do something else in life and that was my chance yeah you know a lot of a lot of people did not do much they Mm. didn't explore who they are or what they can do and a lot of people just went back to doing the same things obviously they have to wear masks they have to do things but a lot of people did not grow Yes. With, with the opportunity that was presented to them. A lot of people saw negativity. A lot of people didn't see, wow, you know, I can't do things like I used to do before, but I can't wait to do them again. 
the same exact way, but that's not going to happen. Things are not the same. We have to grow. You know, I have to say one thing, and I applaud you, because as a foreigner, you came and you overcame so many obstacles. One, the language. A lot of people are still in this country for many years who don't speak the language. They somehow get by and they don't make an effort. And the reason I say that is because recently I have a martial arts school as well. Besides, you know, helping other people, I also, you know, I, I love martial arts and I'll do that forever. Amazing. But thank you. But what wound up happening is I've had a lot of people. I'm near a very Spanish community and a lot of them come and they don't speak English. And I, I'm Colombian, so I speak Spanish as well. So mm -hmm. I'll talk to them. And sometimes they'll they'll tell me that, oh, and I talk to their kids and their kids don't know English either. And I'm like, are they going to school? Oh, they're starting school in a couple of months. I said, okay. So I said, you know, one of the most important things is that you need to understand the language. And what winds up happening is a lot of people come to this country and they're coming for a reason. Whatever their reason is, you also need to gravitate to what is going on. You need to understand the, the dynamic, the culture. You need to understand that, hey, if I go to France, I better learn French. If I go to yeah. Germany, and even if they speak English, if mm -hmm. I go to Germany, I better learn to speak German. If I go to Singapore, and I'm talking to a gentleman who's from Singapore, and he said the main language in Singapore is English, but I would still want to learn the language that's culturally yes. there. For yes. me, being connected is very important. And the reason I say that is because when I came to this country, I did not know English myself. I was a little kid. I was eight years old. And when I went to school, I was not allowed to go to the grade I was supposed to. Because of I didn't know English, I was put in first grade. And then what wound mm -hmm. up happening, even though I should have probably been in third or fourth grade, what wound up happening is that no one in my school knew Spanish at all. None mm. of the teachers, none of the kids. So I was this strange kid who came in and didn't speak their language. So there was a lot mm. of bullying going on, a lot of, you know, I don't know what they were saying about me because I didn't understand it. So <laughs> in a way, that was kind of good, right? But yes, it yes. forced me. I had no choice but to learn the language. And I had one teacher in particular in second grade who realized that I had this this conflict of you know how do i say words or how do i do things and, and this one particular teacher took interest in me and she started teaching me how to say the just that simple word because i was saying it you know like a spanish person would say it and you know <laughs> just that little bit of interest in that she took in me said you know mm. she cares she's making a difference so that teacher saw a need and she'll fulfilled that need in me and, and that's what coaching Beautiful. is about right helping people so the fact that you said listen i'm in this country i don't know the language but in order for me to succeed fully i mean don't get me wrong a lot of people who come from another country they're going to do the, the the low level jobs because they're not going to invest the time to learn the language they're not going to learn how to read the language and so that alone, 
they're limiting themselves. They're limiting their power, like you mentioned, on how to grow. And yes. you've done it beautifully. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I want to also introduce another aspect to learning the language in a new country. Mm. Uh, the success and the power we get professionally, it's one thing, but it also sets you free. Oh, yeah. Right? Absolutely. When you can feel comfortable and safe, no matter where you go, no matter who you talk to, by understanding the conversation and the message that you're receiving, mm -hmm. there is no better feeling, right? We, I feel like many countries that are under some political strain or, you know, or neglect, and there is a lot of poverty, mm -hmm. right? And that poverty, that poverty does something to our minds. That poverty does something to our brains. Our brains are very old organs, the oldest ones, and the only function that they have is to keep us safe. Now, safety does not always mean for the brain a good thing. Mm -hmm. Safety for the brain means only and only what is familiar, something that we know, something we understand, something we've seen before, something we've been through many, many, many times. And even if that, it, even that whatever that experience is creates horrible feelings and we hate that, right. it's still the first choice for the brain because we've been so many times through it that we know exactly how to do. So when we grow up with poverty, poverty is our comfort zone. Right. For the brain, poverty is safety. So no matter where you go, you search for that situation because that's what your brain is open to. Right. Because then you know how to protect yourself. Yeah. yeah but that's is. a trap. That's a it biggest a trap. <laughs> trap. That is the biggest trap ever. Because when you stay in that mindset, you'll never grow. Mm -hmm. Growth is not welcomed at all. Because on the opposite end of that, growth means danger. Mm -hmm. It's something new. It's something that never happened before. It's something that is in the imagination world. The body never experienced that. The language never used that. Right. The, the words for that. It's all newness. The newness is danger. And that danger produces fears. So when you see something that have, you have not done before, but you're thinking about doing it, your first reaction, the whole body, the whole brain body reacts oh, of course. in a way of like, oh my God, I don't, I, I don't, I can't do that. I right. can't do that. No, just no. Mm -hmm. But what we need to understand is that the brain and the mind is just like a muscle in a body. If you can train your muscle and get it stronger, you can train your brain to get comfortable with change. Yeah, without a doubt. And the way to do it is one step at the time, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? You take one little chance on something. You take, you know, you've never had a simplest example. I know so many people that say, oh, no, I only eat those five things. Right. Hot dogs, hamburgers, French fries, <laughs> right. you know, tacos and uh, something else, right? right? Uh -huh. I only eat those, those things. And I'm like, okay. 
And, and and why? Have you ever tried like, I don't know, green bean casserole? Oh, no. Mm. Mm. Okay. So I don't like that. You don't like that because why? <laughs> Have you sound, ever had this? It doesn't sound correct. <laughs> right. It doesn't look correct. It doesn't sound correct. Right. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't vibe with the five things I'm already eating. Mm-hmm. Right. But when you try something new, when you give it just one little chance, your brain opens up and you fire a new neuron. That's what happens mm-hmm. in our brains. Of course. When you do a new, something new, no matter what it is, it can be a, a walking in a different direction. It can be speaking different words. It can be tasting different foods. It can just open yourself up to something that's different. Right. And take one step towards it. There is a new neuron that actually fires in your brain, right. and that neuron is already started something new. Mm-hmm. So keep going, just keep going, keep doing it. Absolutely, Beata. You know, one of the things that you said is do something different. Like, for example, let's say you you drive to work, and it's mm-hmm. the same drive every day, back and yeah. forth. Take an extra couple of minutes and make a turn somewhere and explore. Yes. You know, sometimes there's many different ways or many different routes to get to the same destination. Absolutely. Go a different way. When I go to my martial arts, the most direct way is the one I take sometimes. But other times I'm like, I'm going to go this other way. I know I'm going to get there. It's going to take me a couple of extra minutes. But you know what? I want to explore what's out there. What has changed What's different? Sometimes I'll, I'll drive through, through the village and I'll see, oh, that store closed or that one's coming in. And oh, look at what they're doing over there so that I can enjoy my ride. Not just, you know, be like mm, monotone. I'm just driving and, and you forget until you get there. You don't see anything. So sometimes it's, it's just doing something that's going to get you to the same destination. Just taking a little different approach and enjoying the approach enjoying the journey right and that's what we have to do with with our lives because if we keep doing the same mundane things day in Mm -hmm. day out what joy are we bringing to our life what joy can we bring to other people we are back to that energy thing yes there is no energy produced when you do the mundane mundane is a flat line yeah Nothing happens in a mundane. We already know everything. We already discovered everything. And it's actually not serving us anymore. It's not serving me. It's not serving my family. It's not serving my friends, my clients, my work. It is a flat line. I'm a fan of Tony Robbins, you know, the famous life coach. Who is not? Um, Come on. It's Tony Robbins. (laughs) Have you ever seen... Have you ever seen him in person? Have you ever gone to any of his conferences or anything? So no, I have not gone to the life. Oh my gosh. It's the energy. Oh, I've I've been to it. And the and he walks when I, I, I saw him in Las Vegas at a special event I was at. And when he starts, I was with a, a, a it was a martial arts event and it was twenty five hundred people. Wow. And and that's a small setting for Tony Robbins, usually, yes. right? That's very yes. small, very intimate. And we were with him like two and a half hours. But he didn't just walk out. If you've ever been to a Tony Robbins event, he blasts music. He oh, yes. energizes everybody. He comes out clapping, cheering. Yes. 
jumping and full of life. And yes. anybody in the room, if they were sleeping before he came on, they woke <laughs> up. And, and they woke up because his energy is is explosive. Yes. It, it's so yes. much there. And that's the kind of energy, in order for us to have a fulfilled life, we need energy. And the energy that we bring, sometimes it's very high energy, sometimes it's low energy. Sometimes you need to cool it down a little bit, relax a little bit more. And then other times, bang, you got to just bring it, right? So we need that. And, and when you talk about Tony Robbins, the guy is so inspirational. And there goes because of that, that's his success. Absolutely. So he called Johnny Robbins. I, I took all of his virtual events yes, ever yes. since last May. Nice. I saw I was a fan of his for many years. Man, for many reasons, it didn't happen for me to actually be in a live event. But I, I've listened to I had a lot of the DVDs that I would listen to. Right, and I would yeah. be he took me out of many dark holes along the way nice. that I was going. And I was always a huge fan of his. But so now that with COVID, all of his uh, trainings went virtual and he, he started by giving like a seven day challenge, which was free. And I freaked out when I saw that it came <laughs> yes. to my Facebook. I'm freaking out. I'm like, Oh my God, Tony Robbins for free. <laughs> I can't believe this. So, and so I, I obviously that was, you know, that was something that he gave, but he also was, um, um, introducing his programs that he was selling at the end. So right. I bought the whole, I bought the whole package. Oh, good for you. I said, you know, this is the time that price is right. I'm at home. I wanted to do this for so long. Now it's my time. So, right. and I worked already with another life coach before that, who kind of prepped me emotionally for all the change. And then mm. um, that I, I have one more left of Tony Robbins actually next month, which is Wealth Mastery, but I went through all of those. So this, so what he does is he puts, he's, it, he always uh, promotes and always uh, starts every event and, and throughout the event and ends the event on something that's called high state. And what he means by that is that the energy in the body needs to be on a higher level in order to receive that vibration. And yeah. he is that vibration, he right? Is. If we want to change, if we want to learn something, if we want to make a commitment to something, we have to come up from the high state of mind and of the body. So you dance, so the music is blasting, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everybody is on the on the feet they actually introduced this um exercise group beautiful exercise routines in all throughout the day and you put yourself in that energetic state right. and then you watch your language yeah. your language that you use is everything we code our brains with the language that we are using mm -hmm. right we do. so the language creates feelings and emotions and, and that travels through the body. It's the three things are connected. It's, it's one. When we put the body in a vibe of energy, and when we support that with the, with the language of positivity, of, of possibility, of all the things that are available to us, and we say those things as, as, as they happened, right? The brain registers this as a fact. It's a fact. Yeah, yeah. 
right? There is no, there is no denying that I'm feeling this. I'm feeling so happy right now, even talking to you about uh, this. Thank you. Right? <laughs> I see your emotions. I see them. My I hear them. My energy is up. My, <laughs> my feelings it. and emotions are, you know, flying high because, because I, I've experienced this. I know the difference. Yeah. I've been super low. You know, I've lost pregnancies. I, I've lost... Mm. Financially, you know, the, the marriage, the, the divorce, right. I've been in, in really very, very deep lows in, of my life. Mm. I know what that feels like. I sympathize with everybody who's going through this because that is the hardest time to do the hardest thing to go through. Absolutely. But when you find, but when you, when you find the tools, when you know that there are tools that you can reach for mm-hmm. and you can do and you can be a part of, that's the hope, right? Right. Yeah. And you're never alone through this. You're never alone. You're never alone when you have people around you, when you have teachers around you, when you have passable classes and lessons and the growth that's all around you. You just need to tap into what speaks to you. Yes, you do. The person that speaks to you, the method that speaks to you, something that resonates inside, inside the heart. We love to live in our heads. We do. Tony Robbins loves to say, right? You in your head, you're dead. <laughs> you got to get out. Right? You got to enjoy. You get out. Get out of your head and, and, and reach for your heart. Right. Reach for your gut. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's important what you just said, because when you think of all the cults because those people are looking they they need to fill that void and they may be listening to the wrong message the wrong mm-hmm. person is delivering it and they yes. get them to do this cult thing or look at all the people that that committed suicide at the same time because this leader was telling them that there was a better place yes. and so they were following the wrong person Yes. And so we need to be careful when we're looking for advice. We need to be careful that be subject to understanding what's coming at us. And yes. we gotta we gotta decide is this a positive thing I'm getting, I'm hearing, a positive message, or is it mm-hmm. negative? Or they drive me for their own purpose. Because a real coach is not gonna drive you for their purpose. They're looking to help you gain your purpose. And, and, and that is huge. And, and that's why coaching to me is, is fundamental. It, it's, it's so important for growth. But as long as you understand that the message we're looking for is positive, because there are a lot of people out there who you said you have to be open. But you know, there's a lot of people who say, hey, you know, try this or do this drug, join me. And, and oh, look, mm-hmm. I'm having a great time. Look how successful I am. Bah, bah, bah. Yeah. And if they're listening to the wrong message and they follow it, it, it can lead to a dark path. It can lead to really bad choices. Yes. So people looking to gain knowledge, gain experience should look and maybe dive a little deeper as to who they're going to work with. Because... It's important for all of us, anybody who's doing coaching, to really come forth and deliver a message, not about us, 
but a message of how can you be better? What are you looking to gain from my knowledge? How can I help you explore? And so you grow as a person. Don't do it for me. Do it for you, right? You said it so beautifully, Raphael. Yes. Ah, Yes. You don't do things for other people. Growth, it's about you. It is. It's what fits you. I'm a true believer of intuition. Heart, gut, connection, it's intuition. Deep down, when we actually listen, when we allow the heart and the gut to talk to us, because it's not even that they don't talk, they always talk to us, Mm -hmm. but do we listen? Do we sit down? Do we slow down? Do we breathe into our body to listen? Because when we do, there is always an answer. This is good for you. This is bad for you. Our body is even, it's so sensitive to what's good and bad that it can even serve as a pendulum. I don't know if you've heard of this method, but it's a scientifically proven method where you put, when you stand sort of like a mountain pose in yoga, right? With your feet together, with your arms Mm -hmm. close to your body. And then when you put whatever, let's say, a food, a piece of, I don't know, a hot dog or, you know, can of tuna or whatever it is, when you put it close to your stomach, you feel your body lean either forward or backward. The forward is the yes, the backward is the no. Mm. When you think of something you want to do, and you stand in that position, you cross your arms, you be just close to, your, to yourself, to your body, and you think of whatever you need to make the decision on. Your body will lean towards yes or no. Right. Because there is a very intelligent intuition, there is an intelligence of the body and mind that works together with the heart, with the gut. We have all of the answers. We do. It leads me to that, that, that thought of follow your heart, right? Because yes. when you think about it, you're crossing your arms in that position. And what are you feeling, right? Your, yes. th- think about it. You're feeling love because when you cross your arms and you're putting them across your shoulders and you're crossing them, you're actually hugging yourself, right? So you're feeling that self-love, which a lot of people don't realize they need to do regularly, right? Self love yes so sorry for interrupting me self-love is the key to all the feelings and all the permissions we give yourselves Mm -hmm. or not giving ourselves self-love is the key is the starting point i'm so happy you mentioned yeah well think about it you're hugging yourself right And, and when you when that saying comes lead lead from your heart or follow your heart It's so true because in order for you to be able to be successful, your your whole being needs to be there. And success doesn't mean money. No. It's, you know, that's where people make a mistake because, listen, you can be living in that penthouse and you can be alone in that penthouse. So what did you achieve? You achieved loneliness, right? But can you be living in a one-bedroom apartment with someone else, and it's not a penthouse, but you have people around you who love you, who nourish you, who help you, who guide you. 
Which one do you really want? Absolutely. Happiness, it's not a thing we get. It's not a place we reach. It's not a moment that's just one moment of life. It's fulfillment. Mm -hmm. It's what brings it all together. It's having the love for ourselves and knowing how to share it with people in our lives and having them receive it. It's to be givers and receivers at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's the fulfillment. Right. Because we all need to, we human beings, we are pack animals, right? Yeah. Our, our energy depends on the environment, the people we're in, and the places we're in. The people we're with, rather. When I'm thinking about actually what you just said, it made me think that a lot of people give. And one of the reasons they give is because they're trying to buy love. They're trying to gain that attention. Yes. And some of these people don't necessarily know how to accept. Accept a gift. Accept someone saying a genuine thank you. I appreciate what you've done for me. And so a lot of people are... Like, I'll be honest with you. My ex-wife was like that. Mm-hmm. We would have people come to the house and she'd buy them these lavish gifts. And I'm like, what are you doing? They don't need that. They just want to yeah. be part of, of what we're doing. You know, if we had them over for dinner, she'd always make, you know, buy them this and buy them that. And she was always very lavish that way. And uh, yes, of course, it was my money she was using to buy those gifts. <laughs> and it wasn't that, that, you know, she was being very lavish with it. But mm-hmm. what wound up happening is I kept asking, why are you doing that? And she was trying to f- buy their friendship. Yes. And unfortunately, she's still the same way. She's always trying to get that approval, right? Yes. And she does it with my kids, right? So... My kids, my son was, you know, looking at, at 10 years old, he's looking for like three, $400 sneakers. And, and he'd asked me, dad, can I get these sneakers? I said, sure. Um, how much are they? Oh, they're like $280. I said, for sneakers? I said, sure. I said, are you working? No. I said, okay, guess what? I'm not buying you those sneakers. And he'd have a little bit of a temper tantrum. I'm like, you know, that's fine. You can cry and scream all you want, but that's not happening. I said, look, these sneakers are 50 bucks and they're really nice. <laughs> no, but you know, these are, <laughs> these are like the top of the line. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't matter. And guess who would buy okay. them for him? Yes. My ex-wife. I, so she was buying his love and yes. making me look like the bad guy. So when we think about when someone is, you know, they say money can buy love. Not really. Not really. Love buys love, right? Yes, absolutely. You cannot, love has no price tag. It's priceless. There is no price tag on love. It's priceless. It's everywhere. It's everything. It's everyone. It's within. It's out there. It's, it's, the, it's the gods and the universes and, and, and the people and all beings Love, it's there is there is no such thing as as buying mm. a piece of love. 
right? But it's it's interesting that you brought up your wife and that uh, interaction because now I'm ex wife. Let's let's not forget that ex. <laughs> I'm sorry, ex-wife. I'm so sorry. Don't, don't be. So you know, sorry. one, one so of the sorry. things is, <laughs> yeah, she's very important. Yes, because she taught me lessons. Okay, mm-hmm. and you know, you marry someone because you're in love with them, or at least you right. think you are, right? And life changes, so either you change together or you grow apart. If if you're growing as a person and the other person doesn't want to grow, then there's a there's a conflict. But yes. she taught me so many lessons of different values, and, and and the reason I say she's important, she's still important to me even though she's my ex-wife, because she's my kid's mom. Yes, and I always emphasize that to my kids. If my kids ever say anything bad about their mom or anything, I'm like, you cannot talk that way about your mom she's your mom and you know she's who she is you still have to give her some love right so it's important for us to realize that not everybody is going to behave the way we want them to and it's important to give them that leeway because we all have to live with ourselves right so when I was correcting you, yeah, I didn't want anybody to think that I'm, I'm married. I'm not, I'm not married at the moment. <laughs> so I learn from everyone. And even if somebody's trying to do me harm, if somebody's giving me the wrong advice, I'm going to learn from that situation because it's only going to make me better. And if I can learn from someone who is doing the wrong thing or somebody who's giving me the wrong advice, for example, I had I've I've had several coaches and I had one particular coach and I paid him a lot of money and he didn't care about me. He just said and, and it was like the minute I got on the call with him, it was a 30 minute call and it was like him spewing out stuff and he wasn't really listening to me. Mm. You know, so at one point, I said, why am I with this person? What are they bring? What value are they really bringing to me? Don't get me wrong. He had some great ideas, right? So I took those great ideas and, and, you know, I learned from them. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, I learned from everybody. But then I realized, wow, I've been with him for a little while, almost a, a year and a half with him. And then I said, what value is he really bringing me? When... I remember the same conversation I had with him, you know, eight months ago. It's almost the same thing. It's like he's reading from a script. And I'm like, wow, okay, it's time for me to move on. So I, I kind of told him that. He, he, he thought he was like almighty and I was going to be with him forever. And when I finally told him that and I said, look, I'll be honest with you. I've already paid you for the next two sessions. I said, so I'd love to still, you know, talk to you. And just, you know, whatever information you want to give me, I'd love it. Can I tell you, it was so dull. Those two last conversations were terrible. They were horrible. But I learned from it. Even though he didn't bring value, I learned and I pulled value from it. And it was a very valuable lesson. Expensive, but valuable, you know. So it's once again being guided by the right people. Yes. It's fundamental. 
fundamental. And I applaud you for your life journey and your growth and all the lessons that you are open to because none of those experiences are coming easy mm. and they require work and most of all, an open mind mm -hmm. that there is always a lesson somewhere. So that's beautiful, Raphael. My oh, goodness, I have chills. I have chills when <laughs> I listen to this seriously. Wow, I'm really just, uh, I have so much respect for you after what you've just said. I'm not saying it for... It's a, it's, a, it's a huge place. No, I understand. I understand. But it's a message that needs to be out there. And I'm glad you said it because a lot of people need to hear that. Many people will just get angry mm -hmm. and leave <laughs> and fight for their money back. Right. Right. So that's, that's the difference with the behaviors and the attitudes and the fixed mind and the growth mind, right? The fixed mind is there is nothing here for me. I'm out of here. Right. The growth mind is, oh, let me see what lessons am I getting out of this situation? Yeah. You are, you are an example of the growth mind. And that's beautiful. What I also wanted to touch on is what you said about the giving, receiving on an example with your ex-wife. I'm actually, I'm actually structuring a new course now on the female and male energies. Mm -hmm. The male energy is the giving. The female energy is the receiving. But in today's society, where women have to produce just as much as men, when women want to be on the highest levels just as men, they are forced to behave like men. They are forced to act like men, to speak like men, to be men in order to be in those places and hold those positions. Mm. And unfortunately, what happens is that the femininity has no right to live. And there is a discourse between I am biologically someone, but behaviorally I'm somebody else. And when we are in, those, in this contradiction of the life, walking that line of contradictions every day, everything else starts falling apart in a personal life, right? right? The family life will suffer. Mm -hmm. The children will suffer. Emotionally, the person that's not living within their own integrative state will suffer. So then we have all diseases. Then we have all the mental states, a mental diseases that we are in the middle of, right? Mm -hmm. It creates so much anxiety in life and depression and suicides. Yes. It, 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 can, it can go so as far as suicidal. And it happened many, many times. And in an example for, like, for example, your ex-wife, she's competing with you on the male energy mm. by giving. Yeah. giving more than you are. Right. You Not have really. healthy I'm boundaries. I'm giving way more love. <laughs> right, right. But she thinks she's giving right. more yes, because, because, because that giving is translated in a dollar amount, mm -hmm. right? So that is more than dad would do for the sneakers, yeah. right? Of course. It's a, it's a competition. Find Has love. she <laughs> find love? Yeah. In, in, in embody love 
and come from the place of a female energy of the receiving, right? Of the of creating the flow and ease, of creating the love, the acceptance, the 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 place to to be to be flowing, you know, with all feelings and emotions and all of them being invited mm-hmm. and all of them being a part of life and none of them being wrong, yeah. Yeah. none of them being in, not in a place. The, the, the female energy is the one to, to create the home, to, to make warmth, to give warmth. That's all about love. Mm-hmm. It's nothing to do with competition. Now, men's world is the competition. I got to be the one to provide, you know, to provide. Right. I've got to be the one to show up. I've got to be better than that guy so I can make more money than that guy and have that position or have that business or have that, you know, this amount of sales or whatever it is. Right. That I need to compete in this world of life to provide, to give. Yeah. yeah. Because I'm the giver. I give. Right. But, but in order for me to be the right giver, to have the giving that's actually justified, mm-hmm. I need someone to be there to receive. Right. But when you come home and you have another competition of another giver, then the energies don't live together. They fight with each other. Right. There is no understanding. There is no peace. There is no love. Battle. There is constant There is constant tug of war kind of thing constant battle small big it's a battle yeah. it doesn't matter but the feelings are always hovering at oh do we have to be doing this really mm-hmm. <laughs> right do we have to be there right so to have the bat to have the balance between this and that you need to recognize your energy and if you're and and there are some women that have a predominant male energy right biologically and that's fine and the other way around, that there are males that the predominant energy is female. And that's fine for as long as you recognize that that's yours and you live in accordance with it. Yeah. This is why gay people have such a hard time in a society because they needed to be conformed to the society, but they're not. The, the so-called norm for women or, 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 or men. And yet, you know, and how many tragedies are in those lives because they could not live who they actually are well there's a lot of tragedies in our environment people are now thank god it's very slow in coming are starting to accept people for who they are yes and and that's a problem that we've we face throughout throughout the world and throughout society and, and throughout the years that we've all been here people are not accepting fully another person and it doesn't matter on race sexuality or religion because those are the three main things that people have trouble with and and it's important for us to realize that hey we're all in this together and it doesn't matter that you don't look like me it doesn't matter that you don't think like me it doesn't matter that you don't act like me but we're in it together yes and if we can finally get to that point my god what a different world we would be in beautiful look at the things that happened in 2020 i mean besides this crazy pandemic 
the everybody was at each other's throats because it, it just erupted. You know, it, it was it was a calling to say, "Hey, we all are in this together." But not everybody is thinking that way. You you have some people on this end, people at that end of the spectrum, and once everybody realizes that, hey, we're on in this world together. Let's let's imagine for a quick second that we actually had aliens approaching our planet and it said your planet will vanish like all the movies have done right your planet will vanish except for one thing if the whole world comes together and unites as one people you will not flourish the aliens will be taken away they can't enter the atmosphere if we had that, how many people would jump at the front of the line and say, we're all together? And how many people would still be naive enough to think, no, nope, I don't like those people because their beliefs are not the same. So if we all thought, hey, the world is going to end unless we all come together, what's it going to take when we take another person, and it doesn't matter who they are, but we value them? And we try to uplift one another to be greater, to be more. My God, this world would advance in everything. And the humanity would be, it would be beyond. Beautifully said, Raphael. Oh my goodness. Yes, I agree with you 100%. And I'm going to go back to the idea I've already mentioned before. And I'm not saying that it's all just about that and it's that simple because it's much more complicated, mm -hmm. but it starts, it always starts with the mind. Oh, yeah. With what's different and new, which equals danger. We don't like other religions. We don't like other skin colors. We don't like whatever. Sometimes some hang, people... Hang on a second. I'm hearing, you know, I'm hearing whistling at your end. Whoops, I'm sorry. You know what? It's a siren. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a siren on the street i'm so sorry i apologize new york city what can i say <laughs> yeah, yeah we're neighbors i live in, in farmingdale so we're good in, oh, in yeah. long oh, island oh, yeah. we're in long island yes. one day we'll have to meet up for lunch much better i would love that yes i would absolutely. love for that to happen yeah, absolutely is it better now i think it's kind of a way a very big part of us being non uh, conforming to, to new race, to different race, different religion, different culture is the, is the aspect of being afraid of it. Mm -hmm. The brain does not understand that difference and it's not going to jump to, to, um, to learning about it. We have to make an effort to do that. We have to use our, our higher intelligence, our highest intelligence, yeah. To convince the brain that it's not as dangerous as it might feel, right? Because it's all about the feelings. Feelings and emotions run the entire life that we have. It runs our lives. It runs lives of our families, our people at work. We can influence people in what they feel, how they feel in any moment and any situation. And as a coach and as someone who has martial arts studio, you understand exactly what I mean. Oh, yeah. You can bring that into the crowd in no time, mm -hmm. right? You can get people high 
on what we are doing in 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 a minute. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because 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 the other beautiful thing about the brain is that it's malleable and it's and and it's open to receiving. It's yes. open to receiving, but it will not reach out first. It will not make the first move. But when we make the first move out of knowing what's better for us or or for the society or for the family or for the country. And we make that move, one move at the time, the brain will cooperate. So therefore having motivations, inspirations, it's huge and it's so helpful to people and people pay attention because everybody wants to feel better. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to have more family. Everybody wants to have more friends. Everybody wants to be welcomed all the places they go. Everybody wants to be accepted that's, and loved. That's it, that's it. Accepted, right? Accepted and loved. I've watched several stories on, on dog rescues. And one in particular I saw the other day it was this, this dog was rescued and of course, they, you know, they clean them up, they put them in, in a cage and, you know, very, very, you know, humane. And the dog was terrified of people. The abuse that dog had to have gone through to be terrified of anyone coming near it. And you can see it as, as a person approached, it started to shake. Oh, my God, my heart went out. Wow. And then one of the people that was there said, I'm going to take the dog home. So they took the day home and they documented this is what happened on day one. And they went all through, you know, like day 30 and so forth. And the change in that dog, because of the love it was given, was dramatic. And the the person who actually took the, home, the dog home, they were just, you know, boarding it and hopefully finding someone to adopt it. They also, and even though they had other pets, they fell so much in love for this dog that they turned around and said, I cannot give him up. I have to adopt him. Because the love went both ways. When, yes. when this person was showing that dog love and the, lo- the dog was terrified, it didn't understand the love because it, was, it never knew love. And when this person showed it love from day one, day two, and it was pretty cool how they documented, they showed how the dog would react. And slowly the dog started coming around. And out of nowhere, the dog started to show love for this person who was loving it the whole way through. That was so big. When we think about what love can do, it can change the dynamic. And in this part, it changed the dynamic for that dog because the dog for the first time probably felt love. And it didn't know what to do with it. It was terrified. And slowly he realized that, wow, this person is actually not going to hurt me. And it took time. And, and, and sometimes love takes time. Real love takes time. And once that dog realized, wow, I'm being loved and I'm not going to get hurt by this person. So not only did love bring a bond between them, it also brought something that's even bigger, trust. Right. Yes. Because the trust, he didn't trust anyone because obviously he'd been abused. So what winds up happening, if we can think of what happened with that, so it's a beautiful story. But if we think about the same thing with someone where, and it doesn't matter where the abuse is, the minute a person is abused, 
they lose trust. Trust sometimes in humanity or or different aspects or, or people. You know, there are a lot of people who were maybe sexually abused and they may, intellect is going to say, if, if it's a female, she's going to say, every male is looking to hurt me because I was hurt by a male. And instead of saying that male hurt me. So what yes. winds up happening, they're going to have anger or distrust to all men. Or if it's a woman, right, that was, uh, um, that abused a, a male, that male is going to react differently towards all females. So when we can start to learn and find love, then we can start to find trust. And we have to realize that one bad apple doesn't make the whole basket bad. When you think about it, right, with all the br police brutality, with all the inequality, it may be a person who's acting in a, in a negative way. It doesn't mean everybody who's their race it acts that way, right? It doesn't mean everybody of that sexuality acts that way. It's that one particular person. And as a society, we have to see that, that it's not because you, this is your race. And of course, because you're that race, you're going to act like this. No, that's an individual. That's a person. And everybody has a right to be judged by who they are, not where they came from. That's how I see it. Oh, my goodness. That's beautiful, Raphael. That's beautiful. I just want, and I'll add, and I agree with you a million percent. I will add one little thing also to that, that abused people, those individuals, not only they lose love and trust, they become convinced that there is something wrong with them. Yes. And there is no way out of this situation because if they have this type of behavior coming at them, treating them as, as, you know, as someone worse, as someone less than some, you know, the, the abuser, mm -hmm. that creates a huge damage in the sense of I'm not worthy. Mm. There is something major wrong with me. I'm not enough. I am unlovable. Um, you know, I am just not part of this community, society, family, you know, whatever place we are in. And that is the most damaging, damaging, damaging state of mind to be in. Because once we convince, once the brain convinces that that's the way we are, we start believing that that's the way we are. And those limiting beliefs will overrun everything else. The only answer, the only one thing we can do is, like you said, on a beautiful story with the dog, give love. Absolutely. Give love until the heart receives it, until it's ready to be open to receive it. Love is the most powerful of all feelings and emotions. Mm -hmm. Love runs every other feeling and emotion. If we are able to love ourselves, come from the position of this is who I am with my faults and defaults and beautifulnesses and my all positives and all negatives, and I'm okay that way. That's how God made me, universe made me, the whatever energy created me this way. I am who I am today. And I'm also open to be someone else tomorrow. Mm -hmm. 
I'm, I'm open to learn. I'm open to be my eyes, my mind, my ears, my body is open to receive. Mm-hmm. That part of receiving energy we all have, males, females, it doesn't matter. We all have that because that love, we need to be able to receive from the higher sources. We do, we do. And when we are open to receive, when we feel it coming, there is no better feeling on in this world. Absolutely. There is a beautiful tradition in Hawaii. It's a very, and we might have heard of Ho'oponoono. Mm-hmm. Ho'oponoono is an, it's an ancient Hawaiian tradition to reconcile, to open up to love again. And it's so simple, like everything beautiful on, the, on, on earth, simplicity has its power. It does. Sim- simple is beautiful and it's powerful. And it goes like this. Let's say I would say that to you, Raphael. Mm-hmm. So if I were to say, you know, in a place of trying to reconcile something with you because something happened in the past or, you know, we weren't in the best of places or, you know, something happened many, many years ago and we still harbor this in the back of the mind, you know, that feeling is sort of surfacing and it's anxiety or it's this or that. It's just not welcome feeling. Right. And we just want to settle. Oh, we just want to open the road to love. We'll say things like that. Mm-hmm. Raphael. You got you to gotta love openly, right? <laughs> you got to love openly. You got to love with everything, with your body, with your words, with your language, with, with your heart, most of all. Mm-hmm. So the words go, go like this, Raphael, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And you say it over and over, over and over, until you see the person is actually in a place of receiving it mm-hmm. and giving it back to you. Yeah. And actually say these words back to you. I've repaired relationships in the past that sort of ended abruptly or with misunderstandings. And we're sort of like, I was, I was at the stage also last year of cleaning up my, my past life, past relationships. I wanted to be clean state, just love, just growth, just positivity. I reached out to people that I sort of thought might want to hear this from me. And I would love to hear from them. Right. Yeah. Right. And I wanted to be the one to start mm-hmm. because I also wanted to be the one on the receiving end. And I have to tell you, every single person, no matter how long ago we didn't, we spoke last time, responded to me beautifully, thanking for reaching out with these beautiful words. Mm. And all these relationships are healed. I'm healed. Nice. It's a healing within, and we, we can do so much with words if we use the words in the way to grow and love and share and, and have compassion and be supportive and be inclusive. We can change lives. We can. That's why I wanted to be the life coach. That's why I'm doing it. That's my fulfillment when I see this. When I feel this from the person that I've made a difference mm-hmm. and I open somebody's eyes and ears to another better aspect of their life they're already having. Yes, yes. Many times it's already there. It's just a blind sight that won't let them see it, mm-hmm. right? But 
when you see that the new light has shined for those people's eyes, to me, it's like I have chills right now. Mm. I have, it's like tears in the eyes and chills all over the body. That's my fulfillment. Mm. This is what I bring to this world. I want to bring to, I want, I want to have millions affected by the love and the, and that energy of inclusion and the energy of growth of all the possibilities of hope out there, Mm. because that's what it's there and it's available and we can all have access to it when we believe in it. I want you to believe in it, that there is access to everything you want in life and you already are a part of it. Right. All you need to do is do a little bit of different and extra work. That's all. And it's so worth it. You, so you know, worth it. Absolutely. One of the things that you said, and I command you for doing it, is that you reached out to people where there may have been broken relationships. It doesn't mean that those relationships are going to be mended it just means that you get to tell them how you've thought of things, how you have accepted what has happened, and, and you've moved on, and, and you're wishing them well. And sometimes maybe you can't reach that person. But as long as you let go and, and, and you find love, we've all had relationships, whether good or bad, where we said, you know, I could have done that a little bit differently. I could have done yes. this a little bit differently. And it's good to think about that, but don't dwell on it because then yes. you're going to make those those mistakes. The, the concept of, of reflecting on relationships is what did I get out of it? What did I bring to it? And how can I have made it better? Yes. And when, when you were talking about the words, right, the words we use, uh, right now I'm training a new a new instructor. And... One of the things that I, I, I'm taking them from, from day one, right? Because we need to start from day one. We don't start at day 30 or 50. We have to always start with yes. day one. And we don't know what they know. But we can learn along the way. So when we start at day one, it's important to us to set the boundaries of where do we want to go? What do you want to accomplish? How are you going to accomplish it? Let me guide you. Let me let you make your own decisions. And and so, for example, one of the things I was talking about, the way we communicate, because if somebody's not doing something, especially in martial arts or or anything, when you're teaching movement or to do something to someone and you constantly tell them, no, that's not right or that's wrong, it, it kind of sets that that whole dynamic of where in their head they're not hearing no they're hearing you're no good you're a dummy you're you're yes you're not bright enough to get this instead what i am telling and i'm training this this new instructor is let's use different words that it's going to empower them it's like you know that was a good try let's try it this way or i see what you're doing Take a look at the way I should. we should do it and, and try to emulate me. And, and the reason we want them to emulate us is because we have that knowledge, right? So it's important sometimes to show them how to do it. And sometimes you have to also open it up to let them make mistakes. Because if you yes. correct every single movement that someone is making, it's going to, and even though you may be 
helping them and you think you're helping them, you're actually demoralizing them, right? Because you're hurting them. And, and without realizing, yes. you're thinking, I'm helping them. I'm telling them how to do it properly. But in the same aspect, you're telling them, no, you're no good. And, and once in a blue saying, hey, no, you didn't do it correct, that's fine. But if you constantly use that as the language that you're going to deliver to someone you're helping, it's not going to be a positive message along the way. So it's it's how we communicate that's going to drive home the message of you may not be doing it right, but if you keep going, you're going to get it right. And it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to mess up. Listen, at the end of every pencil that I've ever owned, there's an eraser, right? <laughs> and have you yeah. ever seen those those kids or even myself that the eraser dies off before you, you finish the pencil. And that's why they sell erasers on their own, right? Because if we barely made mistakes, we wouldn't need erasers. If we want to learn, we need to fail. There is no success without failure. There isn't. Failure is a part of a process. And if we protect people from taking failures in life, they will never be successful because they cannot overcome their own limitations and they cannot overcome their own, uh, they, there is no growth included. Mm -hmm. Growth, failure is part of growth, right? Sarah Blakely is a first multi-billionaire female in, in the country selling, her business is Spanx. It's sort of like an underwear right. like uh, for, for women, right? So Sarah Blakely gave this uh, interview that I was listening to. She said when she was little, her father at every night at dinner table would ask her a question. What did you fail at today? Mm. And if she didn't fail at anything, that was, um, you know, that was a place of not happiness of her dad. Mm. Because if you didn't fail anything, that means you didn't try anything. Yeah. If you try something, chances are you're going to fail the first couple of times unless until you succeed right? right so let them learn let them learn their own speed everybody has their own speed of learning everybody has their own uh threshold of what they can take um for the time being for the hour for the day right there are other things happening in people's lives mm -hmm. breaking somebody's mind is not a way of of teaching letting them go on their own road while guiding them in a direction when they want to go. Now, that's another story. Right. The guidance, the, the, the inspiration, the motivation to get them where they want to be, that's the teaching behind it. Not scolding. The language of, of, of having this energy on the high end of, I still want to try. I failed once, I failed twice, but I'm going to try again. Because I know I can. It's just like I need to get a little better at this and a little better at that. And it will happen. I'm already seeing it. I, let me just try it. Let me just try. Let me try. Let me try it again another time. That's the energy of learning. Yeah. That's the excitement. It, it's part of excitement of life. Learning, it's not supposed to be something done because somebody tells you to do. Learning is part of being excited about being a part of life, of going places, of meeting people, of getting better at something, of achieving something, of getting this job, that job, 
opening businesses, having families, having happy kids uh, around the house, having a beautiful house. It's, it's a process. It's a process, right? right? It never ends. And God forbid for it to end mm. because something that doesn't grow dies. We either grow or we die. Right? So let's keep growing. Let's keep growing, I say. <laughs> you have two choices there. <laughs> keep growing, keep growing. You know, you know it's uh, beautifully said, by the way. When you think about what we bring forward, so it's important for us to be able to do all of that. Beata, thank you so much for today. It's been an amazing conversation, and you have so much knowledge to share. Quickly, if you don't mind, I know you have another appointment. How can we find you if somebody wants to? You're in New York City, oh, so there's so many people you. that want to reach out to you. How do they do that? I know. I'm just in the process of opening up a website. Um, I was kind of resistant to it, but I guess it's a good thing. So I'm actually building it right now. So I don't know that address just yet. But for the meantime, I am on Instagram at Beata, B-E-A-T-A, dot life coaching. Mm. simple yes. yeah. um my my first and last name on facebook right. <laughs> and um on linkedin Beautiful. all three all three platforms i'm checking daily i'm available my email beata.zdanowska at gmail.com it's also available i know it's a tongue breaker and a lot of spelling so i i will make it much easier with the website that was part of the process too making it easier for everybody to just click so thank you so much for asking yes i i absolutely love 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 doing this work and you know seeing change in other people oh it shows. there is nobody high in life yeah, it's my it, drug it is it is well thank you so much you go get them will you you. <laughs> you have an amazing day okay Thank you. Thank you so much, Rafael. It was a pleasure and an honor and a, a beautiful conversation. And yes. I've learned from you today, too. So Likewise. I appreciate your input. And thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Have an amazing day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'll be back with a new episode and a new guest. You can find all episodes of the Coaching Call podcast on Apple, Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and wherever you listen to podcasts. I ask that you please leave me an honest review. This episode was made possible by listeners like you. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and buy me a cup of coffee. Make it a large. I'm trying to keep this episode free of advertisements. Anything you can donate to the cause is greatly appreciated. To donate, go to paypal.me backslash Raphael. Thank you, and I really appreciate your help.